0: Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. That's right. You are on cruise control. Welcome, everyone. It's Fred Stobb and Les Jackson, two car guys ready to talk about cars, crossovers, cars. trucks, <laughs> all kinds of things over yeah. the next hour. We're glad you're here. I'm always glad you're here, Les, to chat about it's, things. It's always fun. We've been
1: doing it for so many years. You'd think we'd get used to it, but <laughs> it's always it's always surprise, you know, pleasant surprises.
0: Yep. Well, we're going to start this hour with a question. Is 300 the new 200? Well, we're talking about range when it comes to electric vehicles. The Hyundai Iconic uh, or Ionic, (laughs) I've never liked those names, 5 EV crossover officially gets 300 miles of range from the EPA. It was rated this week. And Mary Barra of GM says, hey, 300 is just the baseline. Their vehicles are going to get 400, 500, even more range. So range anxiety may be an old term very soon, Les. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Audi uh, prepares a big send-off to one of its performance models. Yeah, we'll tell you about tell that. You which one. Yep. And also... Uh, we'll uh, tell you about a 2022 model crossover. It costs less than the same 2021 model and now comes with all wheel drive standards. So if you're out looking for a vehicle, that could be a yep. good one.
1: Well, that's right. And we're going to talk tech because we always do. And this time it's Ford is building parts from plastic that was once floating in the ocean.
0: Now, there's no shortage hats of off that. to those guys. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely, because there's no shortage of that whatsoever. Mark. Man, there sure isn't. We'll talk about that. And a new study that says sticking with your older car could be dangerous. Comes uh, it, it highlights one segment of driver. We'll talk about that and pluses and minuses, all that and more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine like I say, we're glad you're here, and we got plenty to get started with. Uh, mm-hmm. in, yeah, 300-mile range, Les. Would that be good for you? It'd be plenty. Uh, you know, it, had, it wasn't more than just a few
1: years ago that we were talking 150 was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Mazda brought out a vehicle uh, just just a couple of months ago and only has 100 miles of range, and yeah. they got lambasted for that Um that that kind of uh, reminds me of uh, the compliance cars, you know, like the uh, Fiat 500E was 80 miles of yeah. range, and uh, it just just was there to, to make a rule. So, hey, when we come back, though, we're going to talk about this new Hyundai with 300 miles of electric range and what's going on, when the new Silverado E will show up, too. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. Oh, yes. We'll be right back. cruise control is your on-air automotive magazine check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com
1: cruise control hey welcome back to cruise control your on-air automotive magazine i'm les he's fred and uh we thought we'd start off the day you're gonna be hearing a lot about uh, electric cars
0: From we here, do it from forever. We did a lot of and, stories uh, this year on electric yeah. cars. It's, it's and uh, this is uh, Hyundai's Ionic,
1: and uh, ending in a Q, so it would almost be Ionic. Unique. Yeah. Uh, never liked the name it, so much. I have no, to uh, it's an awkward name, uh, but anyway, that's what it is. And the EPA just rated it. Its uh, electric version comes in three versions. Uh, hybrid plug-in hybrid and battery mm-hmm. uh, 300 mile range,
0: which is boy, oh boy. That's impressive. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's very usable. We talk about this a lot. What's the typical gas powered car have in range? Is it 300 miles? Is it 400 miles? Well,
1: Oh, I think the typical gas powered uh, car is, has a, somewhere between three and 400 range on the tank.
0: Okay. And it's funny, you know, we never thought about that. I don't know what the range of my car is, uh, or how many miles I can go on it. Uh, I don't even know how many gallons of fuel. I think, what is it, around yeah. 12, 14 gallons in a smaller car?
1: I yeah. Don't know. Um, and of course they want to put as little uh gallon capacity as they can get away with because gas weighs a lot (laughs) six pounds a gallon and that's weight that it has to carry around
0: now if you opt for the dual motor all-wheel drive model the range goes down to 256 which is not terrible either uh no not at all but uh they, uh, Jose Munoz, who's uh, president and CEO of Hyundai North America, Hyundai Motor America, I should say. Uh, once you get behind the steering wheel, uh, they are going to be shocked by the range, power, comfort, interior space, and advanced technology. It, it's true. I would
1: agree. How uh, many? T- you and I, you and I, drive uh, and have been driving uh, battery electrics for quite a while, and yeah. You have to drive one to just appreciate how good these things are,
0: yeah uh how often does this happen? I get asked this many times by people that I' driven it they're like, yeah, but that's slow and I tell yeah, them no right. it's <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> faster actually yeah but, um
1: yeah. I usually tell them well unless you've got a corvette or a hellcat,
0: yeah, I'm going to beat you at the stoplight yeah, exactly exactly and uh it's instant power there's no shifting that you know it's i i think i always tell people if you haven't driven one you should drive one and and then you'll understand yeah. yeah and there's going to be the mo- number of models is going to explode in the next uh yeah. next well, year well as or so. i've as i said last week we have 38 makes and models right now
1: right that you can buy in the US and buy next this time next year It'll be 48 or
0: 50. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The key thing is, will they be able to build them with chip shortages and supply chain issues? And I mean, I think uh, just kind of looking uh, over things, you and I have talked about so many new vehicles. And I was uh, setting up a schedule for some new vehicles to review, do the -the at-the-wheel reviews that we do on cruise control. And I, I made a list and I thought they announced a lot of these vehicles a year plus ago. They should certainly yeah. be in the fleet, but they're not here yet because they haven't been built because of the chip change. The biggest yeah, story be. Of, of 2021 for, for us, right? It's Yeah, it's huge. Um, th- th- well, you know, it, it's just like
1: everything else right now in our lives. There's a supply shortage. Right. Now, it's a not- delivery shortage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, over at GM, a lot of people have been asking, when will the Silverado EV show up? Uh, and there's some talk about that um, because Mary Barra, who's, uh, of course, the CEO of GM, will give the keynote speech in January at the CES show, of course. Consumer Electronics Show. They don't even say that anymore because there's so many other things going on. Yeah. Um, So uh, she said, she was quoted this week as saying, uh, we believe EV life starts at 300 miles of range, not 200, not 250. Uh, We've been there and done that. She's talking about the Bolt. So the Ultium packs, that's the battery packs that they're going to use, will deliver 300, 350, 400, 450 plus miles of range. Interesting. And we'll talk a little bit about when the Silverado E might show up, Uh, tell you a little bit more about what she said. So stay tuned to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson, Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. We'll be right back. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We are taking you on a ride around the automotive industry. Of course, a lot going on. It has been a year of many reveals some of which uh, got revealed and we haven't seen them yet. Vehicles. Uh,
1: well, yeah, uh, this, yeah, it now it's look at this cool product that we hope to get enough parts to build eventually.
0: Yeah, great. I'd like to buy one. Yeah. But you can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's been that type of year. But um, there are some questions about uh, we were talking, of course, about electric vehicles, uh there are two huge hits out there. We're going to talk about them a little later, of course. Ford uh, F-150 Lightning and, right. of course, the Hummer uh, EUV, uh, both of which have a lot of hand raisers and a lot of people putting down money. The, these, by the way, the Lightning, they closed the order banks on it for 2022. Yeah. Well, so, And then I going to build them you. to the summer, I think. Thank you for your money. <laughs> uh. <laughs> They're taking a page out of Elon Musk's uh, book. yeah yeah. Uh, so when will the Silverado EV arrive? That was the question. Uh, and Doug Parks, who is GM's executive vice president of global product development, was asked this at a Deutsche Bank Auto Tech conference this week, and uh, he said, "You'll see see in 2022, of course, the Hummer SUV." Will launch. Of course, they've got, I think, over 60,000 orders for that. The Cadillac Lyric will launch. We know that they're far along in the development of that. And then very soon you'll see the Silverado E, the Sierra, and a couple of other vehicles we're going to talk about at the CES show. Uh, And those are going to launch in 2023. Uh, so yeah, let's let's remember 2022 is only 20 days away that's true that's true so um the basically the answer was you'll see it in early 2023 now see it and be able to buy it is another thing um, we're just seeing that there's a big demand in in the case of certain vehicles and manufacturers just don't have the demand, the the capability to, to build these things and get them out to the dealers. But uh, that said, there's plenty more of uh, cool electric vehicles and other vehicles coming up. One, though, we're going to say goodbye to, and that is the Audi uh, TT RS. And uh, they have some plans to say goodbye to it, Audi. Uh, it's not going away... Uh, in Europe and other places just in the US and they have five Audi heritage colors that will help celebrate this 5 cylinder engine as it goes away uh it for a limited number there's just going to be 50 of these vehicles 10 of each color uh and these things are going to be in alpine white helios blue stone gray Tizian red and malachete, I think it said, uh, green. Uh, the, the leather and contrast stitching. Uh, you know what? Um, I just realized that's the word
1: malachite.
0: I've never seen Malachite, malachite. yes. I've Malach- never seen
1: it written before.
0: Ah, interesting. Yeah. But <laughs> each one of these TTRS heritage editions include... Uh, special uh stitching, 174 mile per hour top speed limiter, Alcantara steering wheel with a 12 o'clock marker and leather, uh, and Alcantara sh- shift lever, and alu, alu optic exterior elements, including <laughs> mirror mirror housings It has yep. some aluminum trim on it. That's what it means. <laughs> That's right. Remember when the TT came out? I thought it was one of the most claustrophobic cars ever made.
1: It was, uh, and and that was
0: like twenty some
1: years ago. Yeah, uh, and it it sort of uh, made a splash, and then it sort of got forgotten. Mm-hmm. And then it took on. It, it, they were sort of buying segments, various types of people who were buying them. And it would catch on with one group and then the next group would come along. And, um, you know, I don't think they've sold
0: huge numbers. No, but it's still, you know, it's got a following. And I think basically what's happening is the five cylinder engine is going away. Certainly yeah. there's probably no need to have five cylinders when you can probably do even better with four. And uh, it will be available in other international markets for some time, as the release says. Right. Sometime. Yeah. (laughs) So if you want one of those, I'm sure you'll you'll pay a lot, won't you?
1: Uh, They are rather pricey. They always were.
0: Yeah. Like, if you look at the numbers. Now, this is just the regular number for it. Of course, if you go to a dealer, you might find even yeah, higher well, prices. Good good luck. Uh the twenty twenty two Audi T T R S normal non-heritage version is seventy-three thousand two hundred dollars. And the Audi TTRS Heritage Edition is eighty-one thousand four hundred and fifty. Wow. Not including the one thousand forty five destination charge. And not including the Added dealer markup. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. (laughs) Well,
1: especially if they're only going to make 50.
0: Yeah. I can tell you right now, the markup will be Uh, $25,000. At least there are some some dealers that are going well beyond that. So, yeah. If (laughs) you're buying a vehicle, I think, you know, really, you should avoid paying over MSRP. I think, uh, and you—I don't know—you may disagree with
1: me, but I think right now, if you have to buy something, I think the smartest and most economical thing to do is lease something for a for the shortest time period uh, in a payment, monthly payment that you know doesn't break you, and just do that until things settle out.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll for I always look at different vehicles and uh, pricing and that, and used vehicles. uh, You know, quality used vehicles. I swear, all of them have gone up ten thousand dollars.
1: Oh, from a year
0: ago, let's say. Yeah. So it's time. It's time to not rush out and buy something. And frankly, there's no year-end sales or anything like that. No, there's nothing. There's nothing around. So. you know you don't you don't have to go and rush out and buy something and i it's one of the biggest things i've told people they're like oh i'm, I'm you know i always buy a new car and you might want to wait until things yeah. shake out just, yep
1: um it's just a bad time uh, money wise to be, be buying a car yeah of exactly any- No matter what it is or how old it is.
0: It is, yeah. But when we come back, we're going to tell you about one that might be a good deal if you can get it for the sticker price uh, or even under. Uh, It is a 2022 model that has a lot of improvements, and it now comes standard with all-wheel drive, and the price is actually $600 less than the old model. So talk about that. That's a, that, that's a good deal. Anyway, you, you slice it. And, um, if the dealer sells you it for that, I mean, Hey, Les, I I got a question for you before the break. If you were buying a new vehicle now, let's say you had to buy a new vehicle. Would you still try to deal or do are all deals off and, and the floor? I would, I try, you know, I would try to deal. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know how far it would get me.
0: But. Yeah, yeah. At least not go over MSRP. That's what I would say. Yeah. Try to do that. But but when we come back, we're going to tell you about this vehicle, and uh, we'll just tease it like that. I think it's a, a very popular vehicle and got a lot of improvements for 2022. That's right. And certainly, here's one you'd want to wait for the 2022 and not buy a 2021. So, all that coming up on Cruise Control. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. All that and more. We'll be back. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.
1: Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. We are talking about uh, 2022, a few models and pricing. 2022 being just three weeks away. Huh, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> just, just scared you, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... Anyway, the uh the Buick Encore uh which has been significantly refreshed for 2022. Uh new engine, more power,
0: mm-hmm. All
1: kinds of goodies and it's cheaper.
0: Yeah. And it, it's uh mm. it, it's pretty good. It's the same price actually uh since uh uh it has not gone up at all, which is interesting and uh, the thing is, uh, of course, they have the Encore GX, which uh, uh, is a little bit bigger. And there's some thinking that this might start going away, the Buick Encore. It starts at 25795 which is pretty good. The only change is the addition of an exterior temperature sensor. So a big uh, big much. change there. Yeah, But we do have one vehicle. Uh, that is priced less and now comes with standard all-wheel drive, and that is the 2022 Mazda CX-5. Uh, the entry-level all-wheel drive now they're all all-wheel drive is actually 645 dollars less than <laughs> the 2021 that's, model. That's
1: very rare. Uh, we don't we don't talk about that very, too often.
0: No. And uh, so the CX5 2.5S select is 29125 That's $385 less. The CX5 2.5S preferred is $570 less, coming in at $30,385. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, now it it depending on what you get, now they've changed some things around. There's a carbon edition is only $150 more. That's not bad. There's a new premium CX-5 2.5S premium at $33,535. That's a new trim level. And then uh, the uh, others go up a little bit more, and it tops out. Uh, at 39875 for the turbo signature. So they've added some trim models here. That's how,
1: you know, these are big jumps. Uh, yeah, they, that's $12,000 over the
0: entry. I know. Uh, I would look more for that one that's $645 less than, uh, than last year and comes with yeah. standard all-wheel drive. Remember, all-wheel drive adds at least $2,000 to the price typically, doesn't it? That's true. That's true. Uh, now, they did raise the destination fee. Mm-hmm. Something um, we've seen a lot of from manufacturers. Yeah. It's just kind of another spot to put the pricing in, isn't it? It seems to be because
1: uh, uh, it, it doesn't cost that to deliver these anywhere in the country.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what what's new for 2022 Uh, New fascia, wider, lower intake. Grill uh, has textured pattern rather than the current mesh. There's a thicker chrome frame. Um, There is, uh, let's see, uh, uh, tuned, a better tuned automatic transmission, more responsive. Inside, the seats have been shaped for greater stability. So, a little tweaks here and there. Uh, But the addition of all-wheel drive makes the uh cx5 one to watch and i'm sure even the entry-level model uh which is 27125 would be a good buy uh the only thing i'm not a big fan of on uh mazda is their infotainment systems i find them kind of hard to use it's, and not uh, intuitive it, it's a little tedious yeah compared
1: to everyone else
0: yeah compared to everyone else uh and they've never really been the leader in the infotainment world so no um but other than that uh it's a great vehicle great styling uh great colors too great color uh, tint really nice um, colors yeah uh, um and you can pay extra for them <laughs> they have some new uh <laughs> premium colors snowflake yeah. white snowflake white pearl mica 395 machine Which gray is like metallic like a pearl uh this is my favorite the red crystal metallic five ninety five yeah, I like that color yeah, uh, that's one of my favorites, and you see a lot of them in that color. It's got the tinted clear coat that's why it looks so deep and and cool and you know that's 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 what gives it that and it has to go to a special paint process that's why it's more that's another trend we've seen frankly in twenty twenty one premium paint prices see right? it everywhere, yeah. Yeah. And it used to be like, no, here's your choices of paint. And there, were, right. there was no option. Up- Choose your color. Choose your and color. There's no
1: discussion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little tech, shall we? Mm-hmm. How about this thing? This is from Ford. Uh, Ford is using ocean plastic. So this is the plastic. There's seas of this stuff floating. It's water bottles, who knows what else floating. And they have ships go around and kind of scoop it up. And now they're using these materials to make a little plastic piece that holds a wiring loom. Uh, And it is the first time that they have used this type of material, this type of waste material, to uh, make this stuff. I think it's great. Uh, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, they're gonna clear up thirteen million metric tons of plastic per year. Well, I should say thirteen million metric tons of plastic per year enters the ocean. They can't clean it all up. That would be yeah, nice if they a, could
1: about a thousand square mile section
0: of ocean. Wow. And they these just things, they horrible. They, they just float float through and you know in a, a giant sea of plastic, they say you can be in the middle of the ocean and there's the sea of plastic of bottles and who knows what else. So, you know, I only,
1: I only make nasty comments to two kinds of people. Uh, I usually, you know, if somebody's doing something that I think is objectionable, I just, I don't say anything. I just shake my head, but two kinds of people, one people that that are leaving grocery carts uh, in the parking lot. I always confront them. (laughs) okay and the other is people littering Uh, yeah and i always say you know you you bought it and you carried it here from your house why can't you carry it back home and throw it out yeah and they invariably you know say something insulting to me i don't (laughs) care well but it just that has always bothered me i'm amazed that uh, in the last Many decades, I haven't been beaten up. For, Just I would <laughs> say watch that. yourself
0: lightly because people are a, little, yeah. are a little bit more uh, inclined to beat people up and do crazy things. But um, this is the first time this has been used, this type of uh, material to make something. It They also use discarded nylon fishing nets, which is a big problem. They make, uh, they dry these things in salt water. They make small pellets out of it. And then, of course, it's made into this wire clip. Not the first time Ford has done this. Of course, if you remember, they've made, like, soy-based foam for yep. their seats. They've used uh, denim, recycled denim for insulation in cars. Um, and uh, plastic bottles for uh, floor mats and things. Yeah, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I, that's just, hey... Hats off! Yeah, hats off to them. It's really good because the stuff is just going to float around uh, forever. It just never dissolves yeah. unless you really do a process on it. And uh, this is this is what happens, you know. So uh, great use of it. I, I hope they I hope they do more of that. As I say, they scoop it up with these big ships that have sort of a mouth on them, and uh, and just they kind of sail into the the stream of this stuff. And uh, scoop it up and then you know kind of harvest it so is do you think there's money in for the companies that have these ships to I don't think so I think it probably costs more, but it's a good thing to do I would think yeah yeah uh, I think it probably costs more, but it's a good thing to do so we're glad to uh, highlight it for for Ford and it's our talking tech segment here on cruise control. The show you're listening to, uh, your on air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. Always looking for great stories, um, and interesting stories that uh that uh well get you thinking about maybe your next vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. We one thing we have to highlight is a good thing that Minnie's doing. Uh they are trying to get animals adopted and it's always an excuse to show animals here, so <laughs> we like doing that. Uh, they, uh, many a USA and best friends animal society are partnering, partnering <laughs> uh, <laughs> this week with no cost adoptions at best friends locations around the country. And I think that's a great thing for many to be doing. They want to get them all adopted, which is a great thing. So Hats off to Minnie, and if you're looking for a pup, check out Best Friends locations in Atlanta, That's Houston, right. Los Angeles, New York, Northwest Arkansas, Salt Lake City, and Kanab, Utah. So, hey, we will be right back with Cruise Control. Stay tuned. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com.
1: Cruise Control. Hey, it is Cruise Control. We are still cruising. I'm not sure we're under control, but it doesn't matter because we <laughs> definitely have the stories. And uh, and some people object to this sort of thing, uh, but I don't. And that's Toyota uh, is, is accepting uh, blemished
0: parts yeah well, it depends yeah. what the part is. I mean, if it's a broken well, windshield sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, that, well see that's that's not blemish <laughs> well uh but but maybe like a scuff on the on the dashboard
0: ah uh, uh, or maybe it's how about a part that goes under the dashboard that you'd never see? I wouldn't have a problem with that Who cares, yeah. Well, and you say, why are they doing that? What are they just lowering standards? No, it's the fact that people can't get parts. So they would be very picky in the past. And if a part had a little bit of casting flash on it or something like that, they would say, nope, you know, we want a yeah. better part. But now you can't get the parts. So instead, so they can keep the uh, production line going they are accepting these parts, right?
1: Exactly. Uh, they've told their suppliers that scratches and blemishes are okay, but they they can't affect performance or certainly the longevity. Um, you know, it can't be something like that. You because, can't have an
0: engine mount with a crack through it and say, well, yeah. it, it will hold up for four or five years. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, this transmission gear has rough teeth on it but
0: it'll still turn it it will it will work it will work fine for the first ten thousand miles it'll wear off all of that
1: uh i mean obviously they, they have quality control but but you know if if something is um you know is is scuffed or dented and it doesn't really show up i mean that's just fine don't throw it away Right, exactly,
0: and uh, don't say, well, you know what, we can't build this uh, this vehicle because of it, so, uh, yeah, it's interesting news. I don't think you'll see any difference in uh, no. in, in the vehicles uh, or anything noticeable. Um, do you think they'll keep doing this going forward? I don't
1: think so, and the reason is because especially the Japanese companies, they're committed to zero uh, defects, mm-hmm. you know, because they, 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 Deming, uh, what was Deming's first name, back about 30 years ago, the great industrial consultant, and he said, if you accept uh, like a 3% error rate, you'll always get a 3% error rate. You'll never get better. You'll never get better. You can only get better if you accept zero errors. Wow. And that's what the Japanese did, and that's that's what brought them into such dominance.
0: Yeah. Well, let's uh, switch gears here and talk about a study from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, the IIHS. Mm -hmm. Of course, these are the people that kind of set the standards uh, for testing, crash testing vehicles. They have an interesting study that said older people – typically hang on to their cars because they're not driving them much um, and they don't don't want to spend the money. They're retired. They're uh, Maybe they're on a pension or Social Security and they don't want to spend the money. And frankly, they use the car just to go shopping or, or go down the right. street. Uh, makes sense, right? Uh, don't want to spend big money, especially these days on it. But the IIH study found that uh, cars that are older were significantly at higher risks for injury uh, when uh, when they get into a crash. Uh, and this has accelerated since there have been so many developments in safety uh, over the last, let's say, 10 years of cars and vehicles. Uh, and uh, older drivers are far more likely to be driving sedans and hatchbacks, they said, uh, which, mm-hmm. of course, are going up against SUVs, uh, which are popular with younger buyers. So, you see, that's the problem with SUVs. If you say, okay, well, now I want an SUV. Everyone gets an SUV. So, everyone – I mean, it's like, does it keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger until we all drive it, monster trucks? It
1: seems to be heading that way, which is much to our – uh Disappointment, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's escalating, and and uh, I, you know, we we own sedans. Uh, we're rather competent drivers, so you know we're not intimidated. Uh huh. But oh, well, well, you know, but certainly, did they have to do a study that that proved that older cars are less safe um, well, than, than new ones?
0: just here's the number here if older drivers retired into safer cars it could save lives the IIHS says uh, it could reduce they could reduce by three percent for uh, drivers 70 and older and five percent for drivers 80 and older if they drove vehicles with the same safety profile as their middle-aged counterparts problem is though they're expensive and they probably yeah. don't have 30 40 grand laying around to pay for a car that goes, you know, to the grocery store and church and, uh, you know, the doctor's appointments, right? Yeah. When you're driving a thousand miles a year, it's pretty tough to
1: justify a, a thirty-five or $40,000 car. Right. Exactly. Uh, so what do you do?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I certainly agree. And certainly now, uh, bears repeating, even if you say, well, I'll get a a 2 or 3 year old uh, you know gigantic truck with a push pump on it but used but you know these things are crazy prices there's crazy prices i i just don't think there's a way around it you know unless uh, no. I, I mean the only way you could do it would be to buy let's something like a Nissan Versa or Toyota Corolla or whatever and then you're buying a smaller vehicle I mean, it will have updated safety, but, you know, it's still going against the battering rams of the giant uh, SUVs, right?
1: Well, yeah. Um, And on top of all that, we're in an era of rapidly increasing fatality rates on the highways.
0: Bad combination. Yeah, bad combination, I think. People are driving way, way, way over there. Uh, recklessly. Rec- recklessly, yeah. Uh, interesting. There's also uh, another study that they call it the traffic jam mystery. Our roads are more crowded, but it's not due to work uh, because cities are not crowded at all. This is com- coming from Inrix that does a lot of the number crunching and that. Um, and they studied different places in Europe, but this holds true for the U.S. Here, uh, global traffic remains below pre-COVID levels, but yeah. the highways are very crowded, but they don't know where they're going. They're not going to work. The the inter- uh, the cities are, are <laughs> yeah. not crowded, but the highways are crowded. So what do you yeah, make of we that? See it.
1: We see it around D.C. here. Yeah. Um, I I guess people
0: are just out on errands. I don't know. Trips to U.S. downtown areas were 22% below pre-pandemic levels and down as much as 49% in San Francisco where many tech workers will work remotely. So, yet the roads are crowded. So, who knows? Who knows where they're all going? Fabulous trips? Just driving around? Who knows? Uh, I... You you have no answer. Can't even even guess. (laughs) And that's okay. I'm always
1: asking, where are these people going on the the road?
0: Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. You can find out about our Facebook page, uh, our Twitter feed, the YouTube page, and more. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. And I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.